Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode 77. 77. Cool. Lucky 77 for someone. Maybe I was going to say, I, I thought it was, we've got to get in the triple digits before it's lucky. Uh, we won't be in the I mean, story that's, anymore that's when we eventually get episode 777. If it goes to 777 True. and we're in Vegas? <laughs> By that point, you'll be so far in the future that it'll be Starfinder. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Oh my God. Anything is possible. Attack of the Swarm. Here we come. No. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to do Starship Troopers. It's a bug hunt, no. man. A bug hunt. Ew. I love that movie. That movie's so bad. I the movie know. is so bad. It's good. I've never seen it. It's so bad. Uh, we need to have a viewing party. Bad movies I know. I know. It's, a, it's okay, shocking. Keep in mind, it's a parody of a book. It is a literal legitimate parody of the book. I know all about it. I know who's Uh, in it and what's it about, but I've never actually seen it. Shame. I know. So, as some of you may be able to tell, the part of Hollis is going to be played by the husky 1930s lounge singer that is (laughs) Jessica today. (laughs) Yeah, this continues my saga of no voice having. Yes. But Jessica, being the trooper that she is is dedicated to providing audio entertainment for everyone out there. So here we all are with the plague of... Madness. Madness. Oh, God. <laughs> the plague of allergies, really. It's bad, man. It's bad down here in Texas. Yep. There was like yellow stuff on this tree the other day, like uh, this morning. And I was like, what? No. It's called like, pollen. I know. I ran as far as fast as I could. It was deadly. Stupid trees procreating. How dare they? Anyway, when last we left our heroes, our champions, the doorkeepers had returned back to the great library of Tefu, had gone into the upper stacks. No one fell to their death. So Almost. that was a which was a edit plus. <laughs> After doing some in-depth research in the library, they had determined Yeah, I gave you a note. Oh yeah. That's in the timeline. It's the scroll from the time of the Sky Pharaoh. The only thing we found that right? mentions and- his name and uh it's got a picture of him, like, on a floating temple or something. Can't yeah, we, we exactly. figured out that there was, like, some hidden, like, image behind it. Uh, yes. That looked like they had mm-hmm. tried to erase. But Hollis and Sugar both were incapable of, as well as uh, Citra, were incapable of making the knowledge check to yeah. determine what any of this actually meant. It was knowledge. It was a, a knowledge of arcana beyond any of your grasp. Yes. And then we found out that the Sky Pharaoh's index or an index told us that the sky Pharaoh's personal library is in the spiral archive because of course it is but let me mention that the archives of nethus having something called a spiral archive makes me think of phrasma that's true yeah it's weird i was like why is it spy like phrasma what anyway let me also mention because this isn't the first time we've done this that it's actually the great library the archives of nethus is a wonderful website (laughs) (laughs) Also partners with Paizo. So it's the archives of Nethys. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for compiling that uh that for us. So you guys can get down there, find Hakatep's uh, information <laughs> as well as the entirety of the SRD. <laughs> so I like to look at all the splatbook stuff I don't have. There's a oh God it was in one of the the Pathfinder comic series when they're putting out the paperback comics, they would have adventures in the back of those. And one of the early ones that they had was a one off adventure where your characters were sucked through a portal into a comic book shop that was selling copies of the Pathfinder rule set. And so, and there was a map that came with it and there was goblins fighting in this comic book shop and you could fight the goblins. But if any of your characters ended adjacent to it, I think you had to make a will save or be compelled to read through it to understand the mystery, the mysterious foundations of the universe. (laughs) 
I be able to actually read the rules behind your own character. Yeah, that is so meta. It was an amazingly meta thing, That's but uh, meta. go and check that out. I wanted to say that that was in the original run. The uh, what is it? Dark Waters Rising. I can't remember what that. One I can't was. remember yeah. Dark Tide Rising. Anyway, as a side so, note, Pathfinder Comics actually pretty good. Yeah. So now we have to figure out a way to get in there. Yes. And after deliberating some, Mia decided to not go and speak with the Hatya, yeah. which was an option. Instead, we're going to go talk to Mama Nafra. Yes. You decided to go and speak with Her Excellency, Mama Nafra. And she was not what I was expecting at all. I don't think she was what anybody was expecting. I mean, as, as far as like having a lavish boat and fancy parties, that part, sure. I, I expected that much. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, she's chubby, but I mean, she's rich. I was going to say that was actually a big sign of prosperity. Is well, they to... said she was like this dancer and all of this stuff. Not saying that anyway, but it's just not the mental image that you get in your head for a fantasy world. Oh, that's because of dancer Hollywood. and all that stuff. Yeah, that's Hollywood for you. I like that she's not what I was expecting, though. Mm-hmm. I, that's that. I just love when I'm surprised. So yeah. Well, she was a she's a famed performer. Mm. She uh, sing. Her performs are actually she has three, oh. uh, both in acting, oratory, and singing. Hmm. Ah, well, okay. that makes sense. She's a virtuoso. Now also, she was asking what we were gonna do for her. Yeah, yeah, she. We need to play nice. I'm now imagining her in another in another life being a uh, cellist diva. <laughs> dance for me, puppets, and then she makes us all dance. In a murder play? <laughs> no. <laughs> So, as we begin, all of you stand on this this beautiful pleasure barge docked behind the Palace of Gentle Reeds. Various servants come and go, these uh, extraordinarily handsome, well-oiled men in loincloths making their way about to deliver food and uh, refreshments to the various patrons here. Scattering of nobility as well as the wealthier merchants present across the barge. And then in the center of this is a small raised platform with four pillars upholding a large top to it, kind of like a gazebo or a pagoda. Attack the gazebo. Pagoda. No. <laughs> no, we, we don't want to attack the gazebo. There's lions yes. chained to the four <laughs> Each one of the four pillars having a lioness lounging next to it, watching the crowds lazily as a, uh, a pair of muscular eunuchs fan this woman as she lounges amongst this ocean of pillows in the center of the barge. Again, thinking hedonism bot. <laughs> Just goes straight to hedonism bot. <laughs> you are brought forward by the guard that escorted you to here and she had asked you, and what can you do for me? So did we actually have a, a, a plan coming into this? Like, did we have something prepared? I assume prepared? we talked about some type of a plan and didn't yeah, just I, go I'm off. pretty sure your entire plan was you bought a thing of liquor. We're going to go, like, we're going to offer this to her and then ask nicely to go and see the library. I mean, I highly doubt we're going to be like, hey, we've got this evil mask. We need to help destroying it. Can you no. get us in the library? No, we're not doing that. So No, I don't think that was ever on the card yeah, whatsoever. So we need to be sneaky. That's not studio. Yeah, but I mean, like, did did we actually have a plan of like who was gonna speak and who was gonna ask uh, and what we were gonna ask? Not like, me, because my diplomacy real bad. Yeah, I well so. figured not you, the one-eyed cat over here. Hollis has pretty good diplomacy, but I don't know what we're. Yeah, like, what specifically are we asking of her? I thought we were gonna give her the book or give her the wine. And I thought we were going to play the party line of, hey, we need to get in here because we're investigating what happened in Wati. Of course, not tell her that we have the mask, but this line that Sebti has. Sebti's taking the mask to the pharaoh, but we want to find out what was the cause of what happened in Wati to prevent it again. And so we need access to the spiral archives. 
I like what you're saying, so just say that character. <laughs> just well, yeah, that but that's what I'm saying is that I don't think we ever talked about this before. That's why I was like, maybe we should. We can't we just should decide. flat out lie to her. Well, when she asks, why didn't you just talk to the Hatia? We know the Hatia and the Church of Phrasma are at odds. Septi flat out said that the Hatia here does not like yeah, what, but the, like the Temple we, of Phrasma. And we do have a letter of introduction, although I think it was an introduction, no. letter of introduction to the Hatia. Though. Yeah, it was the Hatia. Was to the Hatia. Yeah. And we were coming to her because she is at odds with the Hatia, and we thought she might be able to get us in. So we need her to grease the wheels. But yes. we can't tell her that we know that because. How Everybody in the that? city knows that. I know, but that's not like yeah, a... But it's, well, because we heard you hate that lady, so... It's like, called Intrigue. <laughs> yeah, but that's... What's in it for her? That's what we're here to do. Offer our services... Ah, there we go. Services. ...in exchange for her letting us into the library. Let's have the pretty boy tell her that we're offering <laughs> services. I'm, I'm 100% down with pretty boy saying it. Also, because Heather just, you know, basically gave all that information. <laughs> so I think she earned that. Also, you're real pretty. Hollis will give a sweeping bow and remove her hat. <laughs> Not unlike Falto. Citra will probably give a bow. Like, I don't know what's, what's customary. Uh, yeah, Assyrians. I was going to say, what's a customary, like, greeting the pharaoh type of thing? Do we prostrate ourselves? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, taking taking a knee or bowing would be... It, a lot of it just depends on your own station. A person of nobility would not have to drop to a knee, although they would have to lower their head in the presence of the pharaoh. A person usually that's kind of... For lack of a better term, the middle class, so merchants and such, could take just a knee, whereas a person of low, low or common birth would be expected to to drop to both knees. Uh, okay, so if I remember correctly, we're wearing like nobles or courtiers' outfits or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we want to play the part. I was just going to go to one knee anyway, just because. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to like one knee thing. You know. It's probably the best. Yep. Uh, go ahead and uh, anyone in the party that wishes to may make me a knowledge nobility to know how to approach this situation. I don't have I'm that. I'm going to see if Sugar knows. I'm going to see if the Sugar knows. God. Um, Sugar gets a 21. I roll a 14 and get a 23. Okay. Technically on yours is nobility. That's true. He knows. <laughs> Very well. So I'll just go ahead and give it to on yours that... Uh, and we talked about how on was going to coach everybody on how to act yeah. before we it's got true. here anyway. I'll give yeah. this to you just as a reminder because that is extraordinarily yes. important. I was going to ask you what her long title was, because I can't remember. Oh, Lord. Fan, yeah, we need to know Fan bearer at the right hand of the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's a good one, because, yeah, if we mistitle her, she's going to be really unpleasant. But Onuris is aware that she should always be addressed as your excellency. Yeah. Uh, with your knowledge nobility check, you know, as she waits impatiently for your response. No, uh, this is all happening in Onuris' mind. <laughs> And we do it the Ocean's Eleven style, where suddenly <laughs> and then there's a flashback call of you having this discussion while like waiting outside or on your walk through the gardens full of peacocks and all the other ridiculous stuff that's here. You know that one, you should always address her as Your Excellency. Failing to do so would be considered to be a, a slight. You could also address her as Your Excellency Momonofra, mm-hmm. um, so on and so forth. Just showing up and asking for something is rude. Is extraordinarily rude. Ergo, you should show up and then just politely introduce yourself mm-hmm. and then kind of settle in and then probably try to make the rounds and then approach her when she's a little more pliable. She will expect a gift. We brought one. Yes. You also do know, however, that she is a performer. Mm-hmm. As such, poems and stories and plays have been written about her intelligence and beauty and cunning. If you were to provide something like that, that would probably also be beneficial. Yeah, I can't know. For any of those of you who have any perform checks or anything like that. Can't say that I do. 
Nope. Not Maybe I could this do party, like huh? speed painting or something. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we have one painter <laughs> and no paint. It's like one of those carnival caricatures where the head's like way bigger than the rest of the body. <laughs> I was thinking more of like the the like spray paint street stuff that they do where it looks like planets and stuff and it's really okay. awesome. With so spray we'll... paint that hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> oh, I was cook. I could make some really cool like Okay, okay. Bakery cake with her face on it. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's what we do. You come in there and you're doing Benihana. <laughs> it's a show, right? You're like doing a little volcano and there's like a little whistle. <laughs> it's a show, right? The whole hibachi grill thing. Exactly. Is there anything else I need to know? Those are the big things. Also, expect... You know that you're asking for a single gift. Mm-hmm. More likely than not, she'll be willing to give you something, especially if you impress her. Mm-hmm. However... This is like treating with the nobility. Yeah. So if you do this and then don't happen to like return back tomorrow mm-hmm. or, you know, send her follow-up gifts or anything like that, she will feel slighted. Yep. But I suppose Onyris would take a knee and praying to God the rest of the party does the same thing. Sudi takes a <laughs> knee and bows his head. So Doff's hat takes a big sweeping bow. Yeah. Citra takes a knee. Mm-hmm. Your Excellency, Mamanofra. My name is Onuris. These are my companions. Sudi, Hollis, and Citra. We have recently arrived at Tefu from the city of Wati. Uh-oh, she knows who we are. Wait, you didn't drop your name, dude. You should have mafrayed her. I'm disowned. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> technically... You are the champions of Wati. Rick, why are you making eye contact with me? Is she <laughs> eye contacting me right now? Yes, with she, your uh, one with eye. With my one eye? Yeah, <laughs> she's staring right at the stone, isn't she? I was not expecting that story to precede us, Your Excellency. I make a point to engage in stories. You may rise. On yours would stand up. Okay. I present the bottle. You may approach. <laughs> she gestures with a hand forward towards Hollis. I approach with the bottle. My head down. Well, not down, but like tilted respectfully. The soldiers watch you. To be perfectly honest, for any of the rest of you, you can take 10 on a sense motive and get like a 15 or so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, actually, I can. Yeah, I can. Yeah. They have that kind of dismissive look of look over. And it's like, oh, it's an elf. <laughs> I mean, you probably weigh like 120 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> I'm a little bigger than that. Oh, there you go. How tall are you? 6'2. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you tower over them, but. On yours is still the tallest. Yeah. By like an inch. <laughs> yeah. They uh, they hurts. rest there, you know. They hook a thumb over their kopesh and watch you as you approach. One of the servants puts down his fan, quickly rushes over, takes the bottle from you as you reach the top of the steps, uh, extends it the three feet difference between you and Malmanafra, so she doesn't have to lean forward. She kind of impatiently waves as one of them uncorks it, <laughs> waves the bottle under her nose. This will do. She gestures a hand as they recork it and quickly take it away to add it to the stack of gold and jewelry and bolts of silk and stacks of rare tones and such that are stuffed up if next to If you ever wondered her. what a human dragon looks like, this oh, woman. Yes. Human dragon right now. Like if she turned into a dragon, I'd be like, that's on brand. Do you know that each of those pillows are full with gold? Oh, that'd be so uncomfortable. Not to a dragon. Welcome to Tefu. Thank you, Your Excellency. Of course. She glances over all of you with kind of an appraising look. Anyone that wishes to may make me a sense motive check. Oh, God. I feel like we're making a lot of these. Hey, I didn't roll a nat one. I rolled a 19. (laughs) 
So did that's, I. That's very close to um, the opposite of a natural. I also <laughs> rolled a 19. What? Okay, I got 22. I'm, I'm odd man out rating a 17 for a 23. I got, a, Segura. I got a 19 for a 30. Uh, Onyris gets a 25 with his 19. Go team. Dang, three 19s. For all of you, she looks you all over, eyeing you up in a very appraising way, much as a, a rancher would at a cattle market. Rude. Yikes. <laughs> As if taking in your your dress, the way you stand. There is an intelligence there that you maybe didn't anticipate. Her eyes dart down, settle for a second on the uh, pouch that Hollis carries for all of her spell components. And the sling on the opposite side, that weird thing that she carries with her bizarre hand cannon. Glances over towards Sudi, takes in his general appearance. Her eyes settle on his costume for an uncomfortable amount of time. <laughs> looks past, looks over Citra, takes in your general appearance. I imagine that you're still carrying your weapons with you, even if you aren't armored. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have mithril chains, so it's probably underneath my uh, clothes. Yeah. So it kind of takes in that. Her eyes linger for a longer period of time than you'd expect on the bracers that you wear across both your wrists. Oh, <laughs> they're my burglar bracers. <laughs> uh. Before finally glancing over towards Onuris, looking over the symbol on his eye, all of you note that her gaze settles on Onuris for a much longer period of time. God. She knows. <laughs> Going from cattle ranching to observing a sight of beef. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. Do it. Citra. Ooh. More than the others, however, with your 30. Yeah. You notice that she makes these things apparent. Oh, she's doing it on purpose. Seemingly purposefully. There is an active interest in Onuris, but it is not purely lust at first sight. It's something more. She knows more than she's letting on. Sudi's uncomfortable. Hollis is used to being stared at. So's on yours. What brings the champions of Wati all the way to Tefu to see me? Oh, well, actually, I live here, but I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, God, we're all being executed. You don't correct me! Anyway. <laughs> we had actually come to Tefu to continue our research into what happened at Wati. When we heard you were here, Your Excellency, we decided we should present ourselves. Pay our respects, Your mm. Excellency. Present yourself, you have. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. He's gonna kill himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always <laughs> grins so much. Sudi, Sudi is definitely <laughs> has his one eye on Yuris' <laughs> uncomfortableness. I wonder if it would be rude for like Citra to pull out a fan and just cover her face so she can laugh. <laughs> This is wonderful. Onyris would just incline his head and try not to just see if he could will himself to die. <laughs> Go ahead and make me a bluff check. We oh have, no! We have finally found Onyris' kryptonite. Women? Ladies flirting with him. Onyris <laughs> uh, is half decent. I roll a 14, so 17. He's she sees right through that. So you have come to ask for my wisdom then. <laughs> Trying Sorry. to figure out how to f- phrase this. I'm making Rachel really uncomfortable. It's <laughs> <laughs> just funny. I'm uncomfortable. On yours is very uncomfortable. Which makes the rest of us snicker. <laughs> That's why I am so happy that I'm not the center of attention right now. Your Excellency, we would never 
We would never imagine to ask for anything upon first meeting you. Mm-hmm. We simply wanted to uh, come. She's and like, yeah, whatever. Be respectful and pay our uh, our respect to you, since you are in the city. Let's go ahead and have the party make me a diplomacy check. Oh no! Uh, you may have one person roll primary and then yeah. the aid. I, I mean, I have a fourteen. Yeah, you're I roll. Okay. Yep, I mean, so I aid without rolling. I aid without rolling. I actually aid you. Yay! All right, so I have affable as a trait. <laughs> If only you dressed up the chicken and had the chicken here so the chicken could also... Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I put a little crown on her. <laughs> a little chicken yeah. barding. On yours you know? gets a 34. Chocobo barding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, then, travelers, you have presented yourself. And I respect your... Mm, diligence. <laughs> Please, partake of my refreshments and enjoy yourselves. She's looking at me again. <laughs> Citra. Thank you, Your Excellency. Nice. Thank you, Your Excellency. Thank you, Your Excellency. The four of you bow, step away. You hadn't realized that the performers had kind of gone to a, uh, <laughs> you know, just a, a few strings <laughs> in the background up until you step away, at which point the music kind of picks back up. Yeah. Uh, everyone who had stopped to Drop stare beams. and watch. Um, you honestly get the impression that they were expecting something dramatic to happen, as if it has before. One of the lionesses watches you with a lazy glance as you walk back away. Hollis gets a drink and has a snack, puts her hat back on, sneaks a snack and gives it to Sugar. (laughs) Citra probably grabs a snack and a drink as well. Sudi doesn't want to be rude. He'll grab a drink. Uh, On yours, grab a drink too. You know it's probably good. Oh, I'm sure it's good. I mean, we've got to socialize before we go talk to her again anyway. It's it's more the fact that, like, I guess Sudi and Onuris don't actually have to eat that much. But you can. Actually, you don't have to eat anything because you have the ring of sustenance, right? Yep. So I guess you can still eat. You just don't have to. So we mingle and gather some information as we do so. Uh, Yeah, who all is here? The party may each make a diplomacy check or a knowledge local to gather information Um, if they so wish. I have the trait um, cultivated... Where I can gather information with a diplomacy check in 1d6 times 10 minutes instead of the hour or whatever it usually takes. So. That's right. And Citra also gathers information in twice the time, correct? Or in half the time. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and get a, give me two checks from Onuris and Citra. And then one check from Sudi and Hollis. Wow. Uh-oh. Can, on the can, we not, can we do both or just one or the other? Uh, if you want to use your half speed, then you use diplomacy. But if you want to make a knowledge local check, then you get only one check. So you can make two diplomacy checks or one knowledge local check. It's up to you. They it's gain. Better. They garner the exact same information. Okay. I get a 32 on my diplomacy check. Jeez. Goodness. I rolled a 19. Okay. Well, I'll, right. I'm going to yeah. do the two diplomacy checks then. Okay. What did uh, Sudi get? Uh, Sudi gets what he rolls, which is a seven. Okay. Yay! He just awkwardly sits off towards the side and begins takes like one bite of one hors d'oeuvre. He's like, "These are amazing!" And then he's like, got handsfuls of the hors d'oeuvres and <laughs> just walking around. It's like they're just giving away food because he doesn't know how to, yep, properly behave. Here. <laughs> yep, I'm just a feral cat in a indoor cat society. Well, your answers are always really weird. I mean, yeah, that's that's on brand. This is my special stone. <laughs> <laughs> Hollis is off to the side, garnering all this information. Glances over, and then Sudi's over there with a like this expensive merchant from Sothis trying to teach him the Phrasma fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start my own cult, apparently. <laughs> Citra. Uh, Citra starts out 
not rocky. I mean, she does well on her first diplomacy check of a 23. Okay. Uh, and then I got a, a natural 20, so I got a 31. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Critical giggle. On yours gets a 22 and a 28 on his diplomacy. Okay. Glad you guys were there to back me up. I'm useless. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with Hollis. The four of you kind of scatter around. You're basically led off of the pleasure barge and back into the, the crowds and the mingling, almost this camp that's been constructed around the edge of the river here outside of the palace with all of the guests and judging by the amount of activity you can see in the palace you can imagine that she's brought a hundred plus servants with her wow that's quite the entourage yep you're conversing with a uh, another traveler a merchant down from sothis mm. discussing how you you miss the great city and polite conversation with them and trying to gain a little information possibly what precisely are you interested in gathering information on? Um, I guess I'm interested in the gossip about this weird church that's here and, you know, the library under the city. Okay. So you you talk politely with the man. Uh, he informs you that he has not had a great deal of interaction with the Church of Nethys here. Although he is surprised the fact that they receive a great deal of money from allowing admittance to the library. That being seen, and in a way that greatly confuses him... Uh, as a, a merchant and a man that deals in coin, they almost seem to begrudge people, hmm. despite the fact that they're paying the right to access the libraries. Mm. Yeah, we got that vibe. Yes. From what he has gathered, this has caused a fair amount of issue for Tefu, as the church, and especially the hut you hear, tries to act very independent of the goings-on outside of Tefu. Hmm. They pay their taxes... But oftentimes it's believed that they don't actually pay the full taxes that are owed the pharaoh. Oh. They mm. offer their their supplies, their resources during the times where it seems like Osirian has been threatening war in recent memory. They have offered numbers as far as the priests and such to help with, with goings on in the nations. But that being said, it is rumored that no one actually knows how many members of the Church of Nethys mm. there are in this city. Well, that's interesting. That's because people randomly disappear. <laughs> or get reassigned to Lake Laogai. <laughs> Sudi, these fish crackers are amazing. <laughs> Sudi. Yay. I like Sudi. The, I really think Sudi is over there teaching somebody the Phrasma fist bump. <laughs> this yeah. is how this is Wati style right here, boy. <laughs> See, I figure it's more like this. <laughs> I, th I, th I thought it was like that, too. That's yeah. what I've been doing when I've been yeah. doing it is uh, Citra. Uh, what are you trying to gather information on Citra? Um, probably goings on in the city and um, figure out what services she needs in order for us to get things going. I wonder if she's here because they're not paying their taxes as much as they should. I mean, the other weird things that are going on. they just send on. like their tax collectors instead? She's well, it's been going on for a long time. Because she's been here a while, hasn't she? A lot longer than people thought she was going to be here. Yeah. I mean, she has been here for a longer period of time than people anticipated. It's quite possible that they would have sent tax collectors, mm -hmm. or considering that the pharaoh himself is a priest of Abadar, maybe someone from the Church of Abadar to deal with that. That being said, from what you understand, she is very... Persuasive. Persuasive. <laughs> yeah. Except for with uh, the Hatya, apparently, because otherwise this would be a done deal. Also, where's all this money going? If they're not paying all their taxes, where's it going? Exactly. Crafting magic items is expensive. Maybe. I'm just saying. That's a possibility. Yeah. Make, make it a new mask. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of gold to melt down. Asking about the goings-on in the city, 
What specifically? Just recent rumors or? Yeah, probably. Okay. The largest recent rumor as far as Tef, as far as the, the city of Tefu is concerned is that there has been a recent push for the city guard to ride out into the parched dunes. Apparently, there have been reports of null raiders hmm. coming down from the brazen peaks to the south, crossing the rivers and raiding in the, the surrounding hinterlands and the, the nomadic tribes people that live. I think the I don't think it's an actually ethnic term, but the uh, Bedouin, I believe, is the actual term just for any nomadic people that travel through the the desert lands. Hmm. I mean, that okay. seems like something we would be qualified to aid with. Yeah, but would she really care? Well, it, also, it would take you weeks to get to the parched dunes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. So. Never mind. But that's been a large concern recently. Beyond that, the other thing that you'd heard as far as rumor-wise is concerned is that there had been reports that there's some sort of sphinx that has been located near <laughs> the city. <laughs> no one is exactly positive, other than the fact that there have been some bloody footprints found left over after this thing has been tearing through camels and attacking travelers outside of the, out- the city. Yeah, that doesn't sound like Tennessee. Yeah, I was going to say that. Only from the tracks have they assumed that it is a sphinx because it appears to be a lionine creature Although it arrives, oh. leaves tracks, and then disappears again. Mia. I was going to say, there's yeah. there's yeah. more than one thing yeah. that has yeah, those kind of Mia don't f- have wings. Uh, it could be a... a what's no, the, and there's the different version? types yeah, of sphinxes. Yeah, the male version of a sphinx is more animalistic, like a hero sphinx. Yeah. Or hero sphinx. There's several different types yeah. of sphinxes. Uh, regardless, them... there have been no survivors from these attacks. Hmm. I don't know if there... Are there manticores? Are they common in Osirian? Uh, yeah, that'd be another one that could be a manticore. Yeah, I mean, manticores aren't unknown in Osirian. I know that there there are manticores in the Brazen Peaks, which are just a little bit to the south. Uh, the the like. difference there is they probably would have found like some spikes because they have that tail spike. The quills. Yeah, quill attack. So I Like a chimera. I yeah, a chimera, a chimera yeah. would also be a possibility, although so. I think they also have some goat hooves. Uh, yeah, the back, I think the back half of them is... I don't know. I can't remember how many animals it consists of. Yeah. It's hard uh, to tell. Regardless, though, all of these attacks seem to have mostly taken place about two miles outside of the city, uh, primarily downriver. Hmm. Okay. That's okay. not too far, that's, though. Yeah, that's, that's, that would within, be doable. Uh, that's a day trip right there, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, would she care? Yeah, like, I was hoping to hear something. I didn't hear anything specifically about the Hatya and Mamanafra. Honestly, not specifically, other than the fact that there is a general dislike for them. In large part because the, the Hatya is forced to come and entertain Mamanafra on <laughs> pretty much a nightly basis. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I can see in how fact, that they were actually expecting her to arrive here shortly. Oh, oh. oh my. Oh. Should we be here for that? Probably not. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, um, Onuris is going to ask for about just general information about Mamanafra herself. Maybe there's something we can learn about her to help. Okay. And then... Um, I guess, see if anybody else has heard anything about the Nethians lately. Okay. With your your diplomacy check, you do manage to learn some more things about Mamanafra beyond what you've already... I was about to say Hollis already told you, but I think it was the sugar. sugar. Yeah. But despite the despite what you'd already heard from Sugar and her gossiping... Onuris isn't sure how much faith he can put in this chicken yet. It's been like a week. <laughs> you know? I don't think it's even been a week. Yeah, yet. yeah. <laughs> it's been like a day and a half. <laughs> You do learn that Mamanafra is a woman of enormous appetites and passions. She has been married no fewer than eight times. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wowzers. Although she claims to have always married for love, 
Uh, it is clear that Mama Nafra's marriages were, generally speaking, shrewd political and social stepping stones, and that she's careful to remain on good terms with all of her surviving ex-husbands. Surviving. Uh, yeah, surviving. Uh, and her one ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. She has had legions of lovers, and while the more salacious gossips love to link Mama Nafra to the Ruby Prince himself... Mamanafra herself is always demurely proclaims that she and the pharaohs are, quote, just good friends. Well, if she grew up with them, they're probably more like siblings. Maybe. It's quite possible. Uh, Mamanafra embraces a hedonism and joy in living that contrasts with the more traditional, and Mamanafra would often call, times call them vapid Osirian aristocrats. She enjoys exotic foods and lovers and favors brightly colored, revealing silks and gowns. Uh, surrounding herself with attractive slaves, servants, and sycophants, she shrewdly watches over all that transpires around her. Many believe filing away everything that she sees and hears for her or the Ruby Prince's future use. So she is truly loyal to the Ruby Prince. Is it, That's not just like a Everyone's cover. Everyone's belief is that she is absolutely loyal to the Ruby Prince. Even though they butt heads every now and then? Uh, they seem to have their disagreements in their approaches to things, but that might honestly be because their own philosophical differences she the ruby prince strikes you as a very he's a priest of abadar as a very loyal follower of abadar abadar is also generally considered to be the primary god of law Mm -hmm. glancing around at what's going on around (laughs) you this does not feel like an extraordinarily regimented or ordered (laughs) this is looking a little calistrian to me and you feel that this is probably an extension of mamanafra's much stronger free spirit and using game game mechanic terms, probably chaotic alignment. <laughs> so, again, you're kind of sitting there going, "It's like I can almost commiserate with the Ruby Prince on this, being the being the lawful individual surrounded by this chaos." Yeah, Hollis uh, is having a good time. <laughs> but on yours, as you're you're finishing up this conversation, a man approaches you. Oh God! This man is tall. I think on yours is what six foot. On yours is six foot three. Six foot three. Uh, so, yes, just slightly taller than Onurus. Oh, my. Broad-shouldered with dark skin and piercing eyes and a well-trimmed goatee. He wears fine clothing of reds and golds. He looks familiar. You can make me either a knowledge local or an intelligence check. It's going to be intelligence. Makes me think of the guy from The Mummy 2. Uh, so, I get a 16. With a 16. You find yourself in that awkward position. You recognize him. You know this man. He was a fixture in the library a few years back in that he was coming to the library on a nearly daily basis, mostly in the public area, although periodically he would manage to, you think, get together the funds to go into the private section where he studied extensively. You know that he introduced himself to you at some point. That's been a a few years ago, though. But... No. The only reason that he stood out to you is because his quest was nearly identical to yours, but in a slightly different direction. There is always that joking thing. It was something you had to deal with constantly, where everyone in Osirian claims descent from the pharaohs. This man firmly believed that he was also in that camp. And judging by the fact that he's wearing much better finery than the last time you saw him, you think that he's probably succeeded in possibly his quest. You know that he possessed some sorcerous abilities. Uh, and believe that those were somehow linked to his pharaonic blood. Uh, and as such, you kind of probably secretly rooted for him since you were on the exact same track of, you know, I'm also trying to, <laughs> to prove that my god powers come from my divine heritage. The man gives you a broad smile 
And you're going to guess the fact that you are a much more distinctive individual. You think he remembers you. You don't see a lot of gold-skinned men with horse, horse on, their face. on their face. Yeah, it's not a tattoo. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be a birthmark? It is a birthmark, yeah, but it's like golden. No, it's it's black. Birthmarky. I mean, it like is the Eye of Horus yeah. on his face. It's the perfect Eye of Horus holy symbol on his face. Cool. Around his eye. I have a trait and everything. Onurus. Good afternoon. I was surprised to hear that you'd returned. Fate takes you in odd directions sometimes. <laughs> Fate. Mm. You don't remember me. I recognize you, but your name escapes me. I'm terribly sorry. Mm. No apologies necessary. Kabaksu. He extends a hand. On yours would take it. Kabak is fine. I saw you on the pleasure barge, speaking with her excellency. Yes, my companions and I thought it wise to introduce ourselves. Very much so. I heard you had left our city. Yes, I'd returned to Wati. Hmm. And now you are here again. For now. I understand, my friend, that you are searching much as I was. Were you successful? I found some documents in Wati that were of use. Hmm. And yourself. <laughs> he extends his hands to either side, you know, to show the <laughs> finery that he is now wearing. It took some doing. Deep in the spiral archives, I found what I was searching for. And How did he get in? <laughs> difficult time. But after that, no. The, the Hacha was generous enough to recognize my, my heritage. And I have been doing great works in the interim. Enough so that I have managed to uh, secure an estate for myself. There was fortunately a noble family that had recently gone into decline, and I took their home. Fortunately. Yes, it, I understand that. <laughs> some nephew went mad and yeah. <laughs> the home of his uh, grandmother and then was forced into the desert. It is a sad story, but it leads to a... He smiles. Drop in price on the local property value. Well, congratulations. Thank you. If I may be so bold, how were you able to persuade them to let you into the spiral archives? Ah, well, I made my case and spent some time working with the Hatya. He glances past you, looks way past. In the distance, you can see just this kind of this pack of people dressed in black and white, mm -hmm. making their way through the crowds and approaching the barge. He nods in that direction. She is a difficult woman, this Hatya. Mm, so the rumors say I have never met her. You should perhaps consider yourself fortunate, my friend. <laughs> Could I get you a drink? Certainly. The... I wanted to take an opportunity to thank you. Thank me. We'd commiserated when I was searching for, for my history, and you told me that if I, if I knew that what I was searching for was true, that I should not abandon my course. I was close to giving in, but it took some time and some doing, but I managed to find my way, and I am glad that you have found yours. Thank you. Hmm. 
I'm glad I was able to help. Ah. He smiles and nods, glancing about. I could not have helped to notice when you were on the platform that, uh, I believe her name was Citra, yes, was with you. You know Citra? Not personally. She was at the library at the time that I was studying as well. Yes. Um, I thought I would just, uh... Oh god, Citra's got a guy with a crush. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you you may make a sense motive if you wish. Uh, I get a 18. I mean, he he does seem interested at the very least in, uh, in catching up with the, the sly rogue. <laughs> oh my. I could introduce the two of you, but she does have... I don't know what you'd call him, a suitor, I suppose, at the moment. Ah. I would not wish to come in between, but it would be nice to to introduce myself. I'm going to go find Citra. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's just a short distance off listening to various tales about horrible mutilations in the surrounding countryside. Oh, yeah. yeah. She gets all the good news. <laughs> what was this guy's name again so I can write down? Kobak? Kobak. There are other spoilers on this page, so I can't show you this, but I'm pretty sure that the guy that was, uh, or whoever the art person was that was designing him just took one look at the guy that played Luke Cage because <laughs> he just looks exactly like a really buff like Luke Cage nice I'm on board dump Falto <laughs> jeez savage yeah but see in my brain Falto looks like Chris Evans and dang <laughs> I guess Falto is Chris That's Evans hard. in my brain yeah uh, okay. have two boys no, Citra's not like that. But Citra, I suppose you turn around, uh, see on yours. You may also make a, uh, a knowledge local or intelligence. Oh, well, rolled net one on that one. So 13? 13. 13. He's back here with a very tall Gurundi man. <laughs> Lady Nahumbra. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Do you know who I am and I don't know who you are? Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I, I see that I did not leave much of an impression. <laughs> Ouch, this guy. This poor man. Sad. Citra, this is Kabek. He was at the library at the same time we were. Do I recognize him at all? Like, No. No, that's really sad. Are you sure I can't re-roll that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we don't ask for re-rolls. We roll net ones in combat. Only for when we didn't recognize a long-lost friend. Uh, now this seems bad. Uh... It's a, it's not surprising that you don't remember me. Uh, Onurus here had helped me some with my research into my own family. Oh. Uh, was descended from the, I believe my great, great ancestor was the Jerdit the Fifth. Oh. oh that's like impressive. He's like Onurus's like super, super <laughs> distantly related grandson. <laughs> Technically, yes. <laughs> Weird. Cousin thing, yeah. I came to the library here to search into the history of my family. I grew up in a small uh, goat ranch uh, off of the river Sphinx in a nameless hamlet. And when I awoke into magic potential, I came south. None of this rings a bell. You helped me get books one time. Uh, no matter. I'm, I'm pleased to see that you are back in the city, though. Yes, I, uh, I went to Wati for the, the lottery. I was actually in Tafu researching my family, but I also went to school here too, so I was probably very focused. 
Mamanafra seem to recognize you. The two of you must have done great things in Watiyu to have gained her excellency's eye. We helped with a, a bit of a problem in the city. I see. We've come back to Tefu to continue our research on the matter. Ah. Well, I should not distract you too much, but if you, uh, if you find that you should need any assistance, I would be more than happy to offer it. I have spent the last number of years studying the history, the arcane secrets of the past, to learn more of my own family. And if that could possibly... I do not seem to have piqued Momonofra's interest. And I have my own further investigations that I wish to pursue in the library. I would hope for her permission, but it does not seem to be forthcoming. Hmm. What exactly are you researching, if you don't mind my asking? Well, of course not, no. The ancient pyramid of the Jerdet the Fifth has been lost to time. Uh, it's believed that he did not construct a great pyramid, but instead had a mortuary temple and a shrine constructed for him in the desert. I am trying to locate it. Do you know who built it? Uh, I sadly do not. Mm. I'm hoping to gain more information. But let us simply say that I took certain steps to gain the favor of the Hatya in the past. And I would not be interested in repeating those steps to gain her favor now. Ah, so you're trying a different direction. Yes. Mm. The Hatya is... When she finds one of magic talent, she is loath to release them from her surface. Hmm. That doesn't seem very good. No. So, uh, perhaps if I could aid you and you could aid me. I mean, could see what we could do, but we haven't exactly... I don't know if we've really piqued Mamanofra's interest yet either. Mm, I think someone has. <laughs> On your s- size. <laughs> <laughs> did you go further back in your research than Dejerdit the Fifth? No, I know his father was Dejerdit the Fourth. He died young, but not so young as to not have a child. And Dejerdit the Fifth was, for his time, called the Child Pharaoh. <laughs> He took the throne when he was very young. And the Osirian was not doing, was not very prosperous at that time. And as such, he could not afford the construction of a great pyramid. I wish to find where his shrine is. Perhaps to gain more information of my own family. And perhaps to gain insight into the past. I understand how that could be important, but does it actually help you to know? You can make a sense motive. He wants that loot. Maybe. Well, the more he knows and the more he can prove, the higher social standing can raise, too. That would be an 18. 18? You get the impression that he seems to be very proud of his heritage. To the point that you get the impression that the idea of all of the tombs being open now to adventurers and someone else going in there tearing through the place, fireballing down hallways filled with ancient records on the walls and taking everything off of the corpse of his 
famed ancestor, you can see where his concern is. You get the feeling that he wants to find it for himself, but he does not want to find it for monetary gain. He's probably going to find it, then protect it. Yeah. Or even take all the items from it, but ensure that they're taken to a respectful museum or something like that, as opposed to being shipped out of Osirian. He's Indiana Jonesing it. Yeah. Belongs in a museum. That would actually, I mean, well, not the taking it all out, but if you wanted to protect it, that'd be in line with the living monoliths. If you were to gain entrance to the Spiral Archives again, are you familiar with the system that they used to file away the records? Yes, it is a very dangerous place. Dangerous? It is constructed like a... (laughs) He reaches down to his pocket, produces a scroll tube, opens it up, and holds it up vertically. It is constructed like a scroll tube. A door comes in the top, and papyrus bridges span the entirety of the cylinder descending into the earth. One misstep, well, fortunately my heritage has granted me the power of flight, but for those who are not so gifted... It's a long way down. Let us say that there may be a carpet of bones lying at the bottom. If you have a a writ of passage, you should be safe to enter. I felt the presence there, but I could never see whom it was. The guardians. Perhaps. At times I felt perhaps the statues were watching me, but more often I would feel this, this breeze where there should be none, like there was something unseen moving through the halls. Hmm. That's disconcerting. Yes. It was very unpleasant. If you were to make your way down there, perhaps I could accompany you and aid you. I would be happy to do so. We don't have permission to go in yet, so no promises. Uh, I I did not even know it was something you were pursuing. I thought you were simply gaining her favor, and I'd hoped that maybe you could gain some favor for me as well. Well, we don't have anything concrete in mind. More just presenting ourselves at the moment. What do we get out of it? I, I would be happy to we, aid all we, of them. We get another arcane person with to help us research and make the research go faster, and who also already knows his way around the Spiral Archive. That's but what we get. we can't get. tell him what we're go researching. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I would be more than happy to help you and spend spend some more time getting to know you. All, all of you. And yours kind of friends Does Citra pick up on this at all? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and make me a sense motive. Probably not. Uh, Yeah, 14? No, no, he he covered it really well. What? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We will certainly discuss this with our other two companions. It was good to see you again, and I'm glad you're efforts were productive and you as well noble brother you have no idea (laughs) i don't say that (laughs) i'm more royal than you i don't know just imagining on yours's inner monologue (laughs) he talks like that he talks like that (laughs) yep sure why not all right well i guess we need to talk to mom and offer before we leave and maybe tell your compatriots what's up. Have we spent a suitable time mingling that it doesn't seem like we introduced ourselves, gave her a fancy thing, and then... And then, like, made us one circuit of the room <laughs> and came back and said, Hey, friend! 
Uh, you could go back up there and make a diplomacy check if you wanted to gather your companions together and try. Yeah, to... I'm gonna let's gather everybody up. And then diplomacy. You spend a couple of hours going around talking to people. Uh, that seems like a good amount of time. You make your way back up towards the barge. Go ahead and, uh, go ahead and make me a diplomacy check. Everybody. Is that all of us? Uh, the whole party can. Okay. I, aid. I have to roll for it. Sudi's right. still stuffing his oh. face with hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> my, my overly full face does not aid you because I rolled a five. Yeah. I get what I roll. Sudi's over there still stuffing his face with well, hors d'oeuves. On yours rolled an 18, so okay. I still get a 36. Like a Yasoki with cheek pouches. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm the like uh, animated you cat. You've still got like, crumbs in your fur that you didn't notice, and that's why you don't age. Little tuna on his whisker. <laughs> I feel oh, like man. Citra finally goes up to you and says, you're only supposed to eat one at a time. Oh, why? They're, because they're snacks. They're not full meals. You're supposed to eat a little, drink a little, then you come back when they come around. You're not supposed to take half the tray. So do you, like, furiously choose and swallows? <laughs> Anurus didn't cover this. I blame him. That's, but that's why they're so small. Bite size, Sudi. I'm embarrassed. But <laughs> he, like, hangs his head and just, like, okay. kind of, like... C- Citra, like, wipes the crumbs off and, like, fixes your outfit. You get, like, just... a little tiny comb and, like, comb yeah, out the crumbs. She, she makes sure that you look presentable before we head back up there. Alice puts thing. her hat on your head and pats you on the shoulder. I, I don't look good in hats. He, like, puts it back. You look very cute in that hat. I just picture his ears doing the little ah, poofy thing. Oh, yeah, no, they're definitely yeah. poofing out because there's no yeah. holes for that. Oh, to pop so through. Yeah, I have long ears, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, but... There's probably mine little slits for your ears. Yeah, my, well, mine are on a different part of my head than yours. That's though. true. So, because mine are like on the top of my head. Yours are where like traditional ears are. Mm. Where traditional ears? Are. <laughs> <laughs> those exotic ears. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Made sense in my brain. It does make sense. It does make sense. It's just odd sounding. Hey, you know that's how I roll. Anything that makes it weir- sound weird, so it's funny. <laughs> the the four of you arrive on yours. Just kind of give a, a nod to the guard glance up until Mom and Afra happens to look over in all of your direction, give her a smile. She gives a, a somewhat coy smile back, snaps her finger at the guards, gestures with one finger, you know, one ring-bedecked hand for all of you to ascend up onto the uh, the platform with the other Augusta members of the local nobility and merchants that were fortunate enough to be brought on here. The deck here has been mostly cleared away, the central portion of the deck, and it looks like the servants have erected this long, low table. And across this is a variety of different food stuff that the servants are going about preparing and then making plates to take to the guests. You can tell that those that are furthest, that are effectively closest to the front of the barge, furthest away from Mom and Afra, you know, seem to kind of glance bitterly up towards the rest. You are brought forward to be once again reintroduced, as introduced once again, doorkeepers, mom and offer, mom and offer, doorkeepers, mm-hmm. uh, more politely than that. Surprisingly, you know, she nods, glances towards Onuris. Oh, God. Slides slightly to the side, then gently pats. Sudi doesn't laugh, but man, am I laughing. A few of the other nobles kind of cast envious glances scooch over to make uh, make room for all of you to make your way forward, although Onuris, of course, gets Onuris. to sit closest. Yeah. Onuris will go sit next to Mama and Afra. The rest I'm, of you get to. Okay, I'm sorry, the fact that the thing and the monkey doing that right then was <laughs> so perfectly timed. The, the rest of you settle in on what are 
without question, the most comfortable pillows you have ever set on in your life. <laughs> Sweet. At least an entire, are they herd or flock? I'm going to go with flock. An entire flock of ostriches must have given up their feathers to make the down for these cushions. That's going to bother me. What is a group of ostrich- ostriches? Ostrichi? Ostrichi. Ostrichi? Ostrichi? No. Ostromedes. Okay, according to Safari Ostrich Farm, that seems pretty legit, right? Um, it says... God, they're telling me the whole life story here. Hang on. He wasn't ready. Was not ready. Uh, they are collectively known as a flock. A flock. Yep. So that is. I mean, they are still birds. Well, it, yeah, but you still have like murders of crows and I know. ravens. What a group of ravens is something. Uh, that's too. because ravens and crows have like some shadiness going on. Well, apparently, like <laughs> the thought process was they could be a herd because they're flightless birds. So, yeah, like, true. maybe they're a herd, but apparently they're still called a flock. But yes, Thanks, internet. According to the Osirian Legacy of the Pharaohs entry. Bestiary entry for the ostrich. They are also a flock, although if fewer than ten, they're a pride. Oh, huh. like, weird. Like, anyway, there's lots of dead ostriches. They could just be featherless. They could just be featherless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's come on. Don't put that. Don't put that negativity out there. What's the point in living if I can't be beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> Says the ostrich. Yes. The awakened ostrich. That's why they put their heads in the sand. Mm-hmm. On yours, we'll go sit next to Mama Afra. Does she like? Slip an arm around his shoulders. You're not the but game master, hush. <laughs> Citra is totally looking over at Sudi right now. And like, just they're making that face like, can like you great. believe this right now? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And then to include Hollis, she looks over at Hollis too. Like, <laughs> And Hollis has only known like on yours for a couple days. I know. So like, so not she really, doesn't quite get it. Really but get it. Yeah. We get it. On yours, she's settling. Yeah. She gives you a smile. Back again, I see. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't this, keep his eyes off. This is definitely, I don't say. This is definitely the highlight of this book. I'm ready. <laughs> this is the highlight. This yep, is it yep, right I'm here. I was going to say, Rick said it. he was really excited to, to see an NP, to run an NPC, and I bet it's this one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All this eats. I trust you've made some friends. I actually ran into someone I used to work with at the library. Mm-hmm. How interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's totally not <laughs> interested. <laughs> you worked in the library? Several years ago, yes. With the Nethians studying books. I was a curator, actually. Mm. And what does that entail? They would bring me artifacts from the tombs, and I would... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is so awkward and I hate every moment of it. <laughs> this is gold. Onuris would try to think of something Recite interesting. A like a poem or some ancient play or something he got to appraise and look at and add to the archives. There has to be something or, like that in oh, the five years he worked there. Like that weird artifact when we were looking up the other day for work and it was like that coin that had the story written on it in hieroglyphs. Yeah. Like a spiral. Yeah. So something interesting like that that he would have had the chance to you know, study and everything like that. Interesting. Do you remember it? This poem? Do I remember it? Probably Probably not. Do it. Say Roses are red, (laughs) violets are blue. This is real awkward. Don't you feel it too? (laughs) Oh, man. We should get a plus two for that. That was great. It's kind of amused me. (laughs) Hero point for Rachel. God. (laughs) 
but they why don't we have hero yeah, points? I want an eight to this roll. Okay, having listened back through, according to Jordan, I should have like three by now. Oh no, <laughs> easily, easily should have three by now. Yes, I'll I'll give you a plus one for that. You may make a perform check. A perform check. <laughs> you got charisma. Use that charisma. charisma. It's basically right. a charisma roll at this point. All right. Dice gods, don't fail me now. Come on, that one. Perfect freaking 20! Oh, <laughs> Horace was like, oh man, he needs some help on this one. So that gives me a 24. Wait, that means for even Frasma's like, this kid needs to hook up. <laughs> All right, Onuris needs to take that hint. That was Onuris, a very strong hint. Onuris leans in. <laughs> <laughs> says the this romantic poem to her. Hollis looks over like, eh. <laughs> hey, we already know that Onuris Ex- was good at poetry because he helped the other guy. True. True. You should really take a rank. Apparently, I do need to put a rank and perform poetry. Expertly reciting this poem verbatim from memory. <laughs> the music and the insects in the background kind of fade away as the two of you stare at each other. No, there's <laughs> no, no. This is like Little Mermaid-ish, you know, where they're actually helping when the background. Oh, so there's a crab in the background that's seeing kiss the girl. Pulling up signs with the words. (laughs) Um, Up until this point, Onuris, she's had an expression that you can only really describe as bored. No, a little bit more of a leer. (laughs) (laughs) We're not mincing words here. She's using leer. (laughs) As in, it's been kind of warm out here. You've been trotting around. She's been talking to your pecs for the last, like, five minutes. (laughs) It's super effective. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's using leer, and it's super effective. (laughs) As she listens to this, her her face gets an expression that is almost more contemplative. He's not just a pretty body. Yeah. I think I don't know who said it, but somebody mentioned this is probably something he said to his wife. Probably true. <laughs> and she's like feeling that. Her dark eyes glance up towards you. That was beautiful. And thank you, Your Excellency. As are you. Come on, man. We're not doing that. <laughs> Our nurse has no game like that. You are an Asma. I am. I'm very astute of you, Your Excellency. Some people think I'm a golem. <laughs> just, just one. Just, yeah, one. Just, just, I'm, I just think really. Citra's got him convinced at this point you're at least a person. Then this. She reaches up a hand, doesn't touch, but gently brings her finger along the side of your face, past your eye. Oh. It's a birthmark. I was born with it, but it does serve as my holy symbol. She leans in. <laughs> Jessica's noises, I can't. She takes her head off and runs. <laughs> what? I don't no. know. Close I enough she was... that she looks you clearly in the eye, kind of leans close past you to the point that her head is almost on your shoulder. The air is filled with the smell of this, this amazingly vibrant lotus perfume. Why are you here, priest? I want to read books. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Forrest Gump. As she says that, like one arm is gently, you know, <laughs> tracing along the uh, the firm musculature of your arm. Hollis covers Sugar's eyes. He's <laughs> very glad he's a cat folk right now. And he only has one eye, so he didn't have to see this. <laughs> hey, if, if you were a handsome enough cat folk, but she's a little bit... Superstitious, he is black. Racist. Yeah. Uh, oh. It's like a black cat. I am a black cat. No, I mean, they, they specifically state, geez, uh, what phrase did they use on this? Hold on. Just so you know. Whoever has the highest charisma. <laughs> she likes everybody. And everything. Uh-huh. Or is it the fact that he's short? 
<gasps> it could be because you're short. It's because I'm not six foot five, or six foot two, or whatever. What are you like, five foot two? I'm five four. Oh. Your height. <laughs> well, in real life, because yeah. Stitcher's five six. Yeah. Oh, so I'm at your height, like in real life. Yeah. yeah. That prefers quote conventional beauty and a mus or a muscled body over intelligence or wits. <laughs> Oops. Uh, although she is not concerned with gender or race. Nice. You've been a big old muscular pretty lady. Been, she just loves love, man. Yeah. If you'd been a really handsome cat folk. Yeah. Sorry about that. Or you know an extraordinarily muscular and attractive half orc woman. It doesn't matter. Cool. Elsa yeah. would be doing it up over here. Yeah, Elsa. <laughs> yeah, Elsa would be owning this thing. <laughs> Call back to our Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah, performancing all over the oh, place. Oh, that's true. Actually, oh yeah, perform- I do have that. <laughs> we, that's we true. We were just saying because you're a half orc female, but okay. So on yours. That is a long story, Your Excellency. But in the short of it, we need in the spiral archives. I really wish that you had said. Maybe we can retire somewhere and on yours tell you the is whole not story. playing that game. <laughs> I was gonna say on yours doesn't have that kind of game. No, he could. He's just loyal to thousands of years ago. Yeah, or I mean, I, I'm just saying maybe he's just not into people, right? Maybe he's. Yeah, it could be. You know? I don't know. You intrigue me, priest. <laughs> Very well. I will make you a deal. Is that an offer we can't refuse? We're not killing any horses. <laughs> I will give you three days in this archive of yours. And in return, Your Excellency. That if I call for you. She traces one long knell down across your collarbone. (laughs) That you come running. As you wish, Your Excellency. (laughs) Oh, yeah! She gives your ear a playful nip. Settling, settling back down. <laughs> the funniest thing about this is for most players, this would be like, oh, that's easy. No problem. For on yours, it's like, this is like me taking one for the team. Guys. Like, I just, I just, man, this is really, this really is awful. <laughs> oh, man, All this drinks are drink. This is my favorite interaction. Sudi refuses to eat anything because he's embarrassed himself now and he feels bad. And he's this is so terrible, this charisma 18 bard hitting on me. <laughs> uh, she settles back. Raising up her glass for you to uh, pour some of that pomegranate liqueur. All right, then. <laughs> nice. On yours is now a cabin boy. <laughs> the rest of you, you kind of settle in, probably giving on yours thumbs up as he's just like giving you a nod. <laughs> All of you are served a tangine of river sphinx perch cooked with olives from huge silver trains, uh, mm-hmm. along with grapes, huge loaves of bread, and copious amounts of barley beer and mint tea. Awesome. Your choice. Nice. Both. Mamanafra spends the next half hour or so coyly batting her eyes at Onurus, um, <laughs> somewhat listening to his stories, although she seems more interested in just listening to the sound of your voice than any of the actual context of anything you're saying. Yay. This is the most <laughs> I've ever seen Onurus talk. Yeah, right. And it's just like inane banter, you know? After about half an hour, however, a procession of white and black robed figures make their way up onto the platform. Uh-oh, we're still here. real bad about this. Yep, we're still here. Yikes. Leading this is a single woman. See, Onuris has never met the hot yet, but she may have seen him in the library, so... Uh, let's be real. She's gonna know who we are pretty much immediately. We're just here paying our respects. It's fine. Decca on Carrot is not a physically imposing woman. She appears to be a woman maybe in her late 30s, early 40s. She could almost be considered frail-looking, but in her eyes you can see a level of wisdom, dignity, spiritual energy, and still 
something almost dangerous there. That while her body may not be imposing, there's something behind her eyes in her mind that strikes you as being powerful. Magic. Her garments favor a traditional Assyrian style, a white linen sheath dress beneath a sheer flowing wrap dress, and a wig of long, straight black hair which covers her head, which you believe, like many of the nobility, she seems to shave. She has a, uh, a heavy golden headdress, as she is currently in an official function as the Hatya, um, that seems to denote her both as Hatya as well as the High Priestess of Nethys, that has an appearance that looks somewhat like maybe two horns reaching up and meeting at the top, like the horns of Hathor, with what appears to be a sphere in the center, kind of akin to the Eye of Ra. Although if it weren't, if it were horizontal instead of vertical, it could almost appear to be something akin to an eye. Although in this case, something closer to an almost slitted eye-like design. Like the Eye of Nethys symbol that you'd seen on the back of the official decree from Dejerdit II. Hmm. That's a weird headdress. Hanging around her neck is a prominent holy symbol of the god Nethys. Onyx on one side and ivory on the other. Oh, she got a fancy one. She stands no more than perhaps an inch or two over five feet. Wow. Uh, towering behind her is the sleek and robed figure of Kelru. <laughs> like right behind her? Like right hand? Like behind a well, few steps behind her. He did her. say he was I working mean, for the Hatia. Yeah, but dang, man. It's okay. Onyris is working for Mama Nafra now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Six other priests escort her, each of them carrying a quarterstaff. Uh, holy symbol Guards. or holy weapon for yeah. uh, Nethys' quarterstaff? Quarter yeah. Okay. They would tap these on the deck of the ship as they would approach forward, giving it almost the sound that there are more of them marching forward than there are. It's like a Durmstrang entrance. I was going to say, that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> as they stop over the table. Yeah. As they stop, they would all thunk their quarterstaffs in unison. Are they sparking too? <laughs> uh, no, they could. Okay. They press to digitize them. Okay. Um, Mama glances up towards her. The servant steps forward and introduces Hatya Deka Ankerat, High Priestess of Nethys, Eye of the South. Uh, do we know anything about that title, Eye of the South? You may make a knowledge nobility or knowledge religion. I'm gonna religion that. I roll poorly. I get a six for an 11. Hollis gets a 31. She rolled a 17 for knowledge religion. Onyris gets a 29 on knowledge religion, rolling an 18. Very Citra well. just smiles and grins. <laughs> <laughs> Sudi, yeah, this is, you think it's Nethian. You have no idea. Onyris and Hollis, both of you know that this the eye is a reoccurring theme in the Church of Nethys. In this case, this seems to be a, a title denoting the strength because the eye is always, almost always seen to be a focus of strength for the magic of the Church of Nethys. Do I recognize her from the temp from working at the temple now that or the library now that I see her? Uh, both you and Citra would recognize not just from that, but from also living in the city. If you ever went to any of the festivities or any of the official functions or anything like that, again, it's kind of like the mayor of the city coming out and giving speeches and everything. I don't know about that, because I would not recognize our mayor. Well, <laughs> you also don't live in a town of only a few thousand people. True. The Eye of the South probably is in reference to the Eye of Nethys, the all-seeing eye. The fact that there's this denotion of the South is probably in reference to uh, Hollis. You have never heard any of the high priests of Nethys in Sothis being described as the Eye in the North. 
but this seems to be a title to denote the importance of the southern branch of the Church of Nethys in comparison to the northern branch of the Church of Nethys. Okay. Yeah, so she it, thinks it she's hot stuff, like basically. Yeah. Well, we knew that about them already. The severe woman gives a nod as her introduction is done, but Mamanofra simply splits into a wide smile. Decca, thank you for coming. Will you please join us? The priestess looks over the congregated group. No, thank you, your excellency. Rude. I have come to pay my respects. Is there anything that the city of Tefu can do to make your stay shorter? <laughs> more pleasant. <laughs> I.e. shorter. Mamanafra smiles, leaning in towards Onuris. Oh no. Oh, she does this every night. She comes here. She's so eager to be rid of me. Onuris <laughs> will probably actually smile at this. She smiles, sitting back up. No, Decca, there's nothing more. In fact, it is so pleasant I could spend the entire summer here. <laughs> I love Mama Offra. She's my new favorite. Uh, yeah, see. Alex keeps her face very stoic. I think she's going to be a good friend of ours. The Hatya nods. Then by your leave, I wish you all... Mamanafra holds up a hand. Oh, oh, sorry. Actually, if you could please provide a writ of entrance to my dear friend Onuris here. He seems to be interested in going into... What did you call it, dear? The Spiral Archive? Yes, Your Excellency. Yes. Oh, oh we should have asked for the dark thing, too. <laughs> the place dark. where citrus stuff is. Mm. Let us say for... Uh, Three days, I think. Three sunsets should be enough time for them to to garner what they need and to bring him back to my side. <laughs> On your streets, it's the urge to sigh. Oh my god. <laughs> He's gonna smile at the hot We found it. We found the thing that will make Onuris not sigh. <laughs> no Ticking off the, is, you know, the official lady off. of the pharaoh. Yeah, we're, we're also ticking off firsts, like left, right, and center here <laughs> in Onuris land. Deco on Carrot glances over Onuris. What's Calru's expression like? He seems to have that, I mean, he always had that constant smile, mm -hmm. and it just kind of continues. Very well. I will return back to my offices and provide... Oh, no. No need. We have paper here. Plenty. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I love her. Oh, man. This I'm was... certain he would like an early start to... The... Do you need access early on yours? That would be the best. I <laughs> if you could open the library a few hours early... For... So We're gonna get killed in the night. I sense motive on the Hatcha. Oh yes, you, you, you much, may if you so much wish. motive sensing on the Hatcha for sure. Ah, Roll an eighteen, baby, for a. This is like the first time on Eurus has got to exercise any amount of his nobility control <laughs> ever in this life, so he's milking it. Twenty-one. I got a three for a nine. <laughs> I rolled a net twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-one. Like, oh God, Onuris gets killed. a sixteen. You know, Sudi, Onuris, you both can sense just her frustration. She she veritably rips the page out of the hand of the servant <laughs> that hands it over. Quickly grabs a quill, annoyedly writes, gesturing with such speed that it seems to unnerve one of the nearby lionesses who bears her teeth and watches the hacha uh, in displeasure. <laughs> 
Hollis, beneath that, you can sense the legitimate anger. Oh, no. <laughs> she seems to be furious. In one part, you think just at the jab to her pride of being ordered around like this in a city that she usually rules as, for lack of a better term, just queen, as the head of both the secular and non-secular sides of government. There's also a tinge there of just, you get the impression that she legitimately hates Her Excellency Mamanov. (laughs) (laughs) Going to talk to her was literally the best decision we've had so far in this adventure path, guys. This may really come to bite us in... um, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there we go. This will really bite us in the chukis. Yep. But it is so funny. Oh, man, yeah. Worth it. Citra. Mm Mm-hmm. That anger is disguising something. Mm. As she hands it over, as she glances back towards Onurus and the rest of you. Oh, she knows. As she darts an eye over towards Kelru. She knows. Kelru told her everything. There's a legitimate just passing, just briefest second look of fear. Mmm. <gasps> Mamanufra takes the letter, folds it, tucks it into Onurus' shirt. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't actually even look away from on yours, so she just kind of waves a hand oh, and oh, oh, we're so getting murdered in the night. why did yeah. we ask for early access now they can murder us in the morning when no one else is there but us yes yeah I don't know what happened the bookcase just fell over I, they just slipped and fell into the pit <laughs> their bodies will join the others the priests and priestesses turn and depart Mamanafra smiles broadly. you are most kind your excellency I am very pleasant to my friends. Oh my god. (laughs) She yawns, stretches, lays her head on Yuris' lap. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of gestures as one of the servants brings over a bowl of grapes for Onuris. I'm gonna feed the lady the grapes. She just did the most amazing (laughs) thing ever in this adventure path. She wants grapes. She gets grapes. grapes. We've now also learned what it takes to get on Uris to show some affection. Access to a library. Gosh, your bell. Let's hope it doesn't come with to down to Stockholm Syndrome, but, you know. Actually, they did a whole thing and proved that it was not indeed Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, good, good to know. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yep. The more you know. Mm-hmm. The evening passes pleasantly with all of you enjoying the food, the company here. Hollis drinks a lot of liquor. Are you probably sure too much. Nice? Yeah, I was going to say. Is that You why? overindulge? I mean, yep. Mom and Offer is probably down for it, so. She's probably to be expected. Hollis believes in living your best life. And when you're surrounded by rich people with lots of really good food, you eat it. And when you have really good wine, you drink it. Very Calistrian of you. I am an elf. Yeah. I don't follow <laughs> Calistria, but I yeah. am an elf. Yeah. Or Caden. Very Caden. As the evening begins to end, the sun's set in full. It's actually getting a little cool now with the breeze coming in off of the river and snaking its way through the city. Momenofra claps her hands. The music stops. That will be all, I think, for this evening. Return in the morning, and the festivities might continue. Although I must, of course, address the concerns of the common folk. She is helped to her feet, gives Onurus a smile. Thank you for all of your help this evening, Your Excellency. It is most appreciated. 
But of course, I look forward to seeing you again soon. She gives your rear a pat as you make your way. <laughs> and I suppose the uh, the four of you make your way off once you know, she is escorted. Uh, she makes her way down from here. Her litter has been brought to her to carry her the rest of the way back to the palace. <laughs> she can't walk in the dirt. <laughs> that is fair. The four of you, I suppose, gather yourselves together. Not a single word. I think you may have sold your soul to the devil there or something. I'm not I'm not too sure. S- Sudi doesn't say a word. Sudi just raises his eyebrows. On your side and starts storming off towards the end. Polish <laughs> skips after him. Excitedly. Citra looks at Sudi and then puts her hand out for a high five. <laughs> yeah. Sudi definitely high fives that. <laughs> Oh, but most importantly, Sugar is very excited about the drama she got to Where the this. heck was Sugar this entire party? Was she, she was in the I was feeding her Is there snacks. a TV in there? That seems to be very boring. <laughs> I imagine she just pokes her little chicken head out and And observes. listens and watches the drama. She just watched one of her sh- her programs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> her, her, one of her stories. <laughs> one of her stories. <laughs> so there's a new story now. You'll never guess who Mama Nafra is. <laughs> yeah, at least, I like to now. think that Hollis just accidentally leaves her bags places. Like, she's walking by. It's like, oh, there's some juicy gossip and just leaves the bag <laughs> and keeps walking past. Yes. And now I'll I be can back for you later. <laughs> I can definitely see that. The, the, hey. deep, the deep spy chicken going in to get some juicy gossip. Yeah, anyone who comes by to like grab the bag and they just get pecked. <laughs> I dare say. Yep. The four of you make your way back out, uh, probably thankful for the the nice airy silks that you're all wearing as opposed to your armor because you're kind of catching that breeze coming in off of the river and it's nice and cooling. Uh, particularly Sudi, who's covered in fur anyway. So Yeah, I run hot. So did anybody else notice the Hatia's reaction? Oh, she that was real she was mad. Angry? No, that she was afraid. What would she have to be afraid of? I don't know, but when she gave you the writ, um, there was a flash of fear there. Well, if she's up to no good. Would we like some help in our research while we're discussing things? Uh, what kind of help? Citra and I ran into an old acquaintance from the library. Uh, he has been into the spiral archives before and is familiar with their layout. He's I, also looking for his own family's history. Can you trust him? That's my one worry, because when we did talk to him, he mentioned that the Hatia did not like to let people go, and I'm wondering if maybe he still works for her unwillingly. Uh, considering he hasn't associated himself with the church again to get back access to the Spiral Archive, I don't know if that's too high of a concern. But someone who's already been in there and maybe knows their way around the layout could expediate things. I Although mean, then you'd have to share with them what you're looking for. And most likely, they're not going to be providing us any help in finding what we're looking for, so mm-hmm. we're going to be on our own. I highly doubt the Hatia will give us a, uh, you know, librarian or anything like that. Yeah, but if we use him, what do we tell him? Yeah, we're looking for this sky pharaoh. No reason. No, we're looking or for the tomb of the architect. For no reason. Just cause. Like, it's kind of a weird thing. I mean... Could we use the excuse of it's an investigation for the stuff that happened in Wati and just leave it vague like that? Uh, he would probably accept that as an answer. Most I mean, scholars yeah. understand that people keep their research private. He's not going to ask too many questions. We could I just say we're writing a book. Feels I mean, like we could when this is all said and done. And what <laughs> a book it would be. <laughs> this is y'all's rodeo. I What's wouldn't. a rodeo? 
It's a place where you have a bunch of animals, you ride on them, show them off. Mostly horses. Sometimes cows. That's a farm. No, no. You ride them around and you show them off. You're not just racing them. What for? Fun. I don't, I don't know if riding a cow would be fun. Well, really, the cow's trying to... Well, it's really a bull. It's trying to buck you off the whole time, and you get oh. timed. If you can do eight seconds, if you can do eight seconds, you're real good at riding bulls. You can't as, use any magic on them. As an interesting side note, the ancient Egyptians, and therefore I can assume the ancient Osiriani, invented bullfighting. <laughs> oh. uh, except for they did not fight the bulls. Uh, you'd have the bull charge you, and then you would leap the bull. Oh, that's oh. weird. Like trying to jump a car? It, it's like a leapfrog. <laughs> With a bull? But with a bull. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. That because sounds... in their mind, that was a much better representation of man's mastery over animals and physical perfection and so on. And so it's like an Olympic game. You just went out there and naked and jumped over a bull. Um, <laughs> like you do. Like you do. Regardless of the rodeo, how does everyone feel about extra help? I wouldn't mind. I think we can trust him. I mean, I don't know him. I tend not to be that trusting. I, but... I also don't know this person and so I can't really trust them. I've never met them. I apparently did meet him but I didn't remember him. But did you really or did he make it look like you knew him? Oh no, he he knows of Citra. You're all exiting from the same party so if you wanted to try and locate him you feasibly Mm -hmm. could. Well I'm not going to say hey meet us at the library at the crack of dawn if we're not going to like let him come with us. That's why Onyris is asking. Well it would be more of a hey these are my friends so that your friends can meet him. Mm -hmm. It does seem awfully (laughs) So so that my friends can make sense. Yeah is he he around? Yeah, he's not too far away. He's carrying on a conversation with one of the other uh, lesser nobles of the city of Tefu. Excuse me, Kavak. Yes, my friend. These are my other companions, Hollis and Sudi. I saw you when you were making your introductions. It's Uh, nice to meet you. You I sense his motive. (laughs) You are the champions of Wati? That's more of these guys. Uh... Hollis wasn't with us for that particular adventure. You are a priestess. Of Nethys, but not this branch. Well, greetings. I I do not worship the all-seeing eye, but I have nothing but respect for his faith. I don't One must in this city. Sense motive. <laughs> we sense his motive. Oh, come on. I almost got a nat 20 on that. I rolled a two for an eight. I did roll a nat 20 on that. I got a nine for a 12. Yeah, 31. Dang, Citra. I mean, at the moment, he's just kind of confused with all of you guys jumping in here, and uh, he seems to be genuinely being pleasant. I was going to say, I'm you, not you sense really. that he's maybe trying too hard, but. In a he wants to be friends kind of way, kind of trying too hard. I mean, it seems like. Yeah. He oh. seems like he's trying to compliment Sudi to get on. He's still in that. I'm trying to make friends mentality of this party that you just left. So is that offer for the library still available? Oh, absolutely. You spoke with Her Excellency then. Oh, he wasn't on the barge. Okay. I, oh. I could not make the cut to uh, I was on the shore with the rest. We have access to the spiral archive. Uh I see your dedication to knowledge has not faltered in the intervening years. No, it it hasn't. I'm still pursuing some of the same goals I was before. For your friend's edification, I am looking for a... Uh, I had spoken with your... Leader? Associate? Ah. Uh, about delving into the 
the libraries myself once again. I had traveled to the Spiral Archive before and there learned of my family's history, allowing me to regain the noble title that my family once possessed. How did you get access to it the first time? I possess magical abilities. Well, so do I, and they wouldn't give me access, and I'm part of the church. I promised to serve the Hatya for a year and a day, mm. crafting magical items for her. And mm, you can make a diplomacy check. I will. Can we aid? You may also make a sense motive. I aid on the diplomacy check. Aid on diplomacy? Six plus 11, 17. I also aid. Sorry, what was your rolling sense motive? Yes. I got a 23 on my diplomacy. I got a 25 on sense motive. Uh, sense motive, I got an 18. Sister also got an 18. Oh, on sense motive. Also. 15, sense motive. He glances about. With your sense motive checks, you can tell that he obviously doesn't want to tell this story. Let us simply say the short of it is uh, she was very interested in my heritage and blood I am not a trained practitioner but blessed with innate magic from my connection with the living gods of old hmm what's his bloodline out of curiosity how would you know that just well, based on that's that? just me you don't know I mean After it party could material. very well be like imperial that's mm-hmm. a common one for just like I'm from Famous people. What kind of magic would require blood from some famous person? Well, who knows? All sorts of experimentation and everything. Yeah, if you just want it for for having some, you know, Mm. for experimenting. That sounds unpleasant. It was not a great deal of blood. Mostly, she was just interested in my my mastery of aeromancy. Hmm. Aeromancy. Flight magic. I spent the better part of a year crafting for her a uh, a carpet of flying. <laughs> uh, Wait, it took a year to make a carpet of flying? Wow. So he doesn't know anything about that, but, you know. He had to sew the carpet himself. First, he had to learn how to make a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> then he had to make one good enough to put magic in it. <laughs> uh, again, on yours, you get the impression that this is not the whole story, that he's... Yeah, I'm not going to press him about whatever awful things that the... Hatia made him do because it yeah. doesn't sound like it was fun. Uh, yeah, but the Hatia could have had him do something that would tell us what they're up to. The Hatia may have put him under a gate. I'm not going to press him on the out on the outs and the city streets of Tefu. Mm. Well, you can't press him in the library. If you need assistance, though, Anuris would glance at the others. I shrug. As long as you do not mind if I take some time to research my own matters, but if you find anything that requires knowledge of the arcane or the natural world. I am versed in both of those. Do we have anybody with knowledge of nature? I do not have knowledge of nature. I don't have that either. I have knowledge of nature. Okay. I mean, it would be good just to get a second roll out of it. Yeah. Like I said, we have three days and another person is going to help I us mean, get yeah, through so things faster. Sudi, Sudi just, you know, kind of inclines his head as a sure. It's true. The last time we trusted someone, it's Calhoun. Uh, Yeah, I know. Well, it's also that thing where it's like, we could get rid of him if we had to, you know. Oh my like, god! <laughs> we t- we took down one flying guy. What's another? Hollis tries not to kill people. Well, Sudi doesn't so want to kill people, but sometimes they make yes. themselves. If yeah, I think so. Yeah, sure. If I may, there were there were fortunately few dangers down there, and I don't imagine we should expect much. 
I don't uh, know. We might. Mm. However, I will warn you that I am not much of a a warrior, if you will. We have, we have that's covered. Yes. yes. I I know very few offensive spells. Her Excellency has arranged for the Nethians to open the library early for us. Hmm. If you want to meet us there at, what she said, at sunrise. <laughs> Is that what, how early? Yeah. If you wanted to meet us at the library at sunrise, we would appreciate any ex- any help you could offer. Of course. My estate is at the edge of town, but I will wake early and make my way. I have a very fast camel. <laughs> <laughs> the help is appreciated. Thank you. Again, of course. I know that we had just... Uh, met once again, but if you need a place to recuperate and study, my manner would be available to you. I'm still um, attempting to... (laughs) I've only recently come into possession of it, and it is not a very comfortable place to stay at the time. I, why I do have my title, and now have a home, uh, I'm somewhat short on funds for the purchasing of commodities like furniture <laughs> <laughs> so it, it needs a little work little mm. love it seems that whomever had stayed there before had sold most of the uh, more expensive items to fuel I believe his drug habits <laughs> hmm that's unfortunate did he leave anything behind whoever owned that before any weird stuff mm, no I know very little of the Kufri family and we know too much. Yeah, no, a little <laughs> bit know. too much. I don't know. They could have something cool and interesting in there. Oh, perhaps if there's a secret passage in the cellar that I haven't found, <laughs> I might be able to find that. Side quest. Oh, if you want to come by and take a look around my manor anytime, you're welcome to. <laughs> sense motive. No. Yeah, maybe she should sense motive on that one. Oh, maybe. Um, twenty-eight. Uh, it seems like a legitimate offer, and he seems interested to maybe have a chance to chat without with you without a giant crowd of people <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> well, I'm sure we could all come by sometime. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, good evening to all of you. I will see you first thing in the morning. Good evening. See you later. Have a good night. With that, the uh, uh, Kabak turns, makes his way. Uh... All of you make your way back to the end of the Desert Winds, having successfully spoken with Momonofra, convinced her to give you three sunsets, as she specifically stated, starting on the morrow. We get to start at sunset or sunrise every day. Which uh, She must have really liked over He rolled a perfect 20 on that untrained. Well, she also likes to mess with the hacha. Also, I mean, yeah, yeah that's that probably was, in her favorite, That was too. good timing. That worked out well for her. Yeah, uh, that was good. The four of you make your way through the city streets. The sun now set in full, having a, an evening ahead of you to recuperate, prepare yourselves for the, the day ahead, get out of your fancy clothing and get into something uh, a little more comfortable in preparation for donning your weapons and armor again for a descent into this potentially dangerous cylindrical library constructed of papyrus in the center of the city which how in the world i mean it's gotta be magic magic but yeah i was gonna say like <laughs> papyrus doesn't support people's weight man i'm gonna I see mean, if i can prepare but he's not gonna like this with the only understanding being that you are free to do what you will as long as on yours 
quote-unquote, comes running, if called. They don't know that part of the arrangement, and that's that's need-to-know information. <laughs> I thought we did not. You were right next to us. We were literally right next to you. And then, you know what? Before we leave off, I will let everyone uh, other than on yours make a perception check against that uh, that whispered conversation into yeah, his she ear. She was like, whispering to me up on the dais. on your ear, yes. <laughs> I got a 10. I got a 27. <laughs> Said you got a 30. <laughs> <laughs> so Hollis doesn't know. Hollis is oblivious. I'm assuming that Sugar probably knew because you kind of just tossed, uh, you tossed the chicken behind Mama Nafra whenever you settled down in the bed. <laughs> We're still not talking about it. <laughs> We're all sharing one big room. And tomorrow... All of you will delve into the Spiral Archive, and we will pick it up there next week. Thank you for listening, Pathfinders. Yeah, I gotta see if I have fly. <laughs> yeah, or at least a feather fall prepared. I have to maybe some overland flight. Like all the feather falls. Hey, Aeromancer, do you have feather fall just in case? I have, like, I'm Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyrighted 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.